At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, this is Brian Alvarez, and this is today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8-Side Network. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Well, it's Wednesday here on the show, and... I have no idea what that means today. We have no official announcement about what is going on with CM Punk, Ace Steel, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, anybody that was in that room. But there will be word today, one way or the other. I thought we were going to have some sort of word, official word. I mean, we've got a lot of, I can tell you a lot about what's going on, but I thought we would have official word yesterday, but in fact, we did not. And uh, the fact of the matter is, uh, this involves the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, who is not going to be on the show tonight. This involves the AEW Six-Man Tag Team Champions, who are not going to be on the show tonight. And uh, one way or the other, this is all going to be addressed on the show tonight. What that means, I have absolutely no idea. So, we will uh, obviously have a lot to talk about tomorrow, but we have a lot to talk about today as well. So... I'll bring everybody up to speed on what's going on, what we know. There have been suspensions. There is an investigation. And got a couple of other notes as well that I think are pretty important. So we'll talk about that here today. We have a lineup for the Dynamite show tonight. They have got four segments announced. And obviously there will be much, much more. But John Moxley who was not supposed to be on the show, and Chris Jericho, who I believe was not supposed to be on the show, uh, they are now both going to be on the show. So uh, whatever whatever Tony had planned, this is going to be one of those days, whatever he had planned, bro, a lot of it, out the window. And even something like the interview with MJF, I mean, there was a plan, but that plan's got to be different now. Because I don't think that MJF is going to come out and say the same thing that he was going to say before all of this happened. So, a lot to get into, and we will kick it off after the break, Observer Live. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. I should know better than ever look at the chat. Uh, which didn't one? Really, didn't really set me off, but somebody here said. 
Well, it looks like all sides were in the wrong. Okay, listen. I'm not picking sides. But one side was clearly in the wrong. And I'm not telling you which side because I don't know which side. But here's the story. One of two things happened because there's two stories. All right? Story one is the Young Bucks went into Punk's locker room to discuss this. And he immediately punched Matt Jackson and a brawl broke out. That's one side of the story. If that's what happened, CM Punk is in the wrong. They walked in to talk to him and he started punching, okay? What's the other side of the story? The other side of the story is CM Punk's in his locker room minding his own business. The Bucks aggressively storm in. He feels threatened and he defends himself. In which case, it's the Bucks' fault. There, there, there are two stories that have come out. And in neither of these stories can you look and go, eh, it was definitely both of their faults. Somebody, somebody started this and is at fault. Now, if, if we say, okay, Bucks and your friends that were there, whose fault is this? Well, we know what they're going to say. They're going to say it's Punk's fault. If we say Punk, Ace, what happened here? Well, they're going to say it's the Bucks' fault, right? And then depending on, you know, probably the people that were with Punk in the locker room would likely, you know, be friends with Punk. Perhaps they would side with him, perhaps not. Perhaps they would say what they honestly saw, whatever it is. Perhaps anybody that rushed in and saw Aftermath, perhaps. But you know what? Here, to me, is the most important part of all of this, because this has come out. Mega, who is the... uh uh, head of legal, I forget the exact title, but the uh, whatever, someone could tell me what the, basically the head of legal for AEW. She went into the room with the Young Bucks. Didn't show up later. Didn't show up halfway through. She went into the room with the Young Bucks, okay? So, in theory, as the head of legal for AEW, she's not going to be on a side. So one would think that whatever she saw is probably going to be what happened. And what that is, I guess eventually, you know what, we're going to probably find out tonight. Yeah. What I can tell you is that uh, everybody that was involved in any way with an altercation with somebody else, has been suspended. I don't have the whole list, but uh, Kenny, Bucks, Punk, Ace, uh, I think a couple of the agents as well. I think Chris Daniels and Pat Nakazawa. Buck. I don't know whatever. I don't know what anyone or everyone did in because it was it was apparently a long. This was not punch, pull apart, broken up. It was long. And, uh, you know, several people have said, like, it was like six minutes long. I don't know if it was six minutes long, but I do know that I, I heard about it actually as it was going on. And uh, and it was not short. But when you're involved in something like that as a participant, I mean, it probably felt a lot longer than it actually was. But I don't know how long it was. But it wasn't like punch, fight, broken up. A lot of things happened. And like I said, you know, a lot of people were there by the time it was broken up. So this is not, oh, there's, you know, three, four people that know. No, a lot of people, a lot of people. So nothing has been made official. 
except we do know about the suspensions unofficially. And tonight on Dynamite, I mean, there's going to be, we're going to know some stuff. Because as noted, you've got an AEW champion, you've got AEW's trios champions. Uh, nobody, none of those people are going to be on the show. And you know, based on the pay-per-view, that uh, originally they were all going to be on the show. Probably in major storylines, because the Bucks and Kenny just won the six-man titles. You don't put the six-man titles on people, and then they're not on TV the next Wednesday. And obviously CM Punk was going to be there as the uh, AEW champion. And now they're all not going to be there. And it's going to be addressed one way or the other. And uh, I hope it's addressed. Here's all I... I don't just hope, everyone. I pray. I hope this is addressed in such a way that I don't have to listen to everyone saying, well, it's a work for sure now. <laughs> That's why I would prefer if they made an official announcement before the show. Because if they just go on the air and do whatever they're going to do, depending on what they do, we're all going to have to deal with, oh, it's a work for sure. It's not a work. I've said this a thousand times. But anyway, that's the uh, that's what we know as of right now. Wheeler, you to Daniel Garcia for the pure title. Best friends, Norge Cassie versus Death Triangle. Tony Storm, Penelope Ford for the uh, interim women's title. And a promo by MJF. And then appearance by Moxley and Jericho. That's what we know about the show tonight. Mega is the chief legal officer Thank of you. AEW, and Thank it's also you. a role that she serves for the Jacksonville Jaguars, for which she is an executive vice president as well, too. So that's who Mega is, in case anybody was curious and has heard the name and wondered, who is that person? That's who that is with her degree from Harvard, if I'm not mistaken. She is no joke. And... uh it's probably not going to be any joke when it comes to this non-laughing matter. So, yeah, just wait for the shoes to drop. They'll drop. Anybody that's still, to me at this point, from what I was seeing this morning, the people that were still out there going, it's a work, it's a work, you can't tell those people anything anyway. They want to live in their own fantasy or they just want to be trolls or whatever it is because clearly not a work, as has been reported multiple times in multiple places. So should also mention that, uh, as I talked about Sunday, actually, CM Punk did get hurt in the match. And I do not know that it is a torn triceps, but uh, he did. I remember I was right there at ringside, and I don't remember. I, I think it was uh, it might have been a dive or the elbow off the top or something like that. But he immediately grabbed his elbow. And, uh, you know, he finished the match and everything like that, but... Uh, it is believed that whatever it is, it is a serious injury. And so whether he is suspended, fined, fired, whatever ends up happening, we probably are going to have to have another either interim or new AEW champion. So that will have to be addressed on the show tonight. But, yeah, came back from an injury and got injured again. So had none of this happened... Had none of this happened, it probably would have been CM Punk wins a title, gets injured, interim champion created, titles unified, Punk wins title back, immediately cannot be champion again. That's what we were looking at had none of this happened. Now, do you go ahead and strip him because of the injury, or do you just, is that playing too much into your idiots will believe everything's a work, so let's just go ahead and announce the well, suspension I don't know. or announce whatever's going to happen first? Because It depends it on does, if he's fired. 
You say it does give you the out to go as you... Well, here's the thing. I mean, obviously, things are going to be coming, but whenever they're ready to announce them, whenever the legal process and whenever investigations they need to do are truly over, you know, I don't know if that's going to be done and said in the next five hours here, but if it's not, do you go ahead and strip him because of the injury as step one and let's just go ahead and go, you know, you can deal with Punk from there? Well, I mean, the problem... Because if you strip him, you never have to mention him on TV. I, I know, but here's the deal. If he's being fired, then obviously he's stripped. Well, but if he's not going to yeah, be but, fired, but is he, but then they've, the already, is, they've already set the precedent that if he's gonna, it'll be an interim title. They've already set that precedent with him, with Thunder Rosa, with numerous people. Like, if they're not going to fire him, it's probably going to be an interim title, would be my guess. Hmm. I just, you know, I was just curious on the, on the timing as to whether you just go, okay, well, he's hurt. We'll go ahead and announce tonight he's stripped of the title because of the injury. And then from there, depending on if he's suspended or not, you know, long-term or if he's fired or whatever comes from this, then you can go ahead and cross that bridge when you come to it later. Well, listen, I know they're doing a an investigation, and I don't think that you will see anybody on TV until the investigation is over. I don't know how long the investigation is going to take, but uh, I guess we'll find out what they do in the meantime. That's that's the biggest thing with Tony here is he likes to know who's back when to the best that he can, you know, to plan. And I don't think anybody knows how long this thing is going to take. And then if there's legal issues, it's going to take even longer. That could be a long time. Back in a moment, I'm super live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Wow, how the tide has turned. What's that? Oh, look at the chat here. Ah. So sick all this, they're begging for me to talk about NXT. Mm. Wow. Well, <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that something? Too bad! But There's I will get to here, it. I will get to it. The guy here in the YouTube, uh, YouTube chat here wants you to scissor him, daddy ass. That's what he's saying. Hey, you know, I got a couple of news notes. Pat McAfee is joining ESPN's College Game Day, full-time member of the show. So he is uh, still with WWE, but he is, uh, I believe, out of the SmackDown commentary gig, likely until the Royal Rumble. And uh, he just signed a, I would presume, quite lucrative new deal. So I don't know how they handle something like that. Like, it's just kind of like when you get injured and they put your uh, your deal <laughs> on hold or whatever. And then uh, he'll come back and make his money again. But if he's if he's got that big WWE money and he doesn't have to show up and he does another gig, that's quite a 
<laughs> Good for him. I'm sure they're putting a pause on payroll for that one while he uh, makes his jaunts, although he was willing to do it, and he did it last year. And he talked about a story on his show today where he had to get from – Oh, God, was it Buffalo to Memphis, I think it was, or something like that. So Jim Ursay, his former boss, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts, let, lent him his plane, and he ended up flying down there for that, and he apparently was willing to do that, and WWE were the ones who stepped in and said, uh, no, you really shouldn't do that. It's not good for your health, even though it is possible for you to do it. Getting two hours of sleep and then going on and having to do that show, it's uh, you know, that's a little much, although... It's great for WWE. They already have a tie-in with ESPN in that show anyway. So I'm sure we're going to... It probably won't be too long before Pat McAfee is reunited with some of his WWE friends on that show. So, you know, it's it's a good deal for him as his... Again, his star continues to get, grow to a ridiculous degree. And that's a difference in WWE. That's one of the differences in the last couple of years especially with him, where they are willing to have these people from the outside in some ways that they can't control, but they're willing to at least accept these people in and use them and actually, you know, try to get some of the rub off of them, you know, when they do other things. So whether it be the Bad Bunnies, I mean, we've seen celebrities come in and out, but even though he didn't last there long, Moro Ranello, you know, for what he was doing for CBS and for Showtime and for other places, and now with McAfee, who's Frankly, a much bigger star than anybody in WWE, and I don't want to say that you know they need him more than he needs them, but it, it certainly is a nice, uh, nice combination. I don't think I need to talk too much about this, but Becky Lynch was on the uh, the name of the podcast here, Out of Character, and uh, and she said that Triple H felt that WWE was swimming upstream by having Becky Lynch portray a heel. So anyway, glad they figured that out. Well, only one man really had the issue, correct? Patrick, we're going to blame only one man. Patrick Clark, the former Velveteen Dream, is alleged to have punched, bitten. What's with everyone biting everybody? <laughs> He's alleged to have punched, bitten, and made death threats. Bath salts. Towards a gym employee during an altercation last month. You know, uh, I don't want to make light of this or anything, but I, when I said that, I just realized that... Uh, when I was uh, wrestling Filthy this, this week, and he tried to superplex me. And, bro, I'm 47. I ain't taking that move. So I bit him in the nose. Did you really? Chopped him. Yeah. Oh. And knocked, what did he knocked do him off after the, that? I went for a senton, and he happened to catch me in a choke. But you know what? Yeah. It didn't work. It's a beautiful senton, though. I appreciate it was. that. It was. Anyway, he uh, bit a guy, allegedly, made death threats towards a gym employee. Was arrested August 20th, charged with battery, trespassing on a property after a warning. According to police documents obtained by TMZ, Clark became irate and argumentative after having to leave an area of the gym that was closed for cleaning. After a gym employee requested Clark leave the premises, Clark is alleged to have made death threats aimed at the employee and then struck them in the face. A fight between the two continued. Clark reportedly bit the employee on his chest under the left armpit. Clark was then arrested after police witnessed teeth marks on the gym employee. Yeah. You hope he gets the help he needs. 
Like, as simple as that. And I don't know what he's done, what he's done, doesn't, hasn't done. I know what he has been accused uh, of. By the way, I just want to like throw that. in, by the way, that uh, he was, there was that arrest we were talking about a few days ago. This was different. He was interested again six days later for something else. Yeah. He's got obvious problems, and hopefully he can get those problems fixed. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are asking around, and I'm sure you've heard the same thing about Malachi Black. And here's the bottom line here. He seems to have been offered his conditional release. What does that mean? It means he's not going to be showing up in WWE. And for the nature of why he asked for his release, that's really nobody's business right now either. Because if he took time off for himself to to get himself straight in any aspect, mental, whatever it is that he decided to take the time off, it is a personal issue to him. And there's a lot of people asking about it. That's really going to be up to him when he decides, if he decides in the future, that he wants to reveal what it was. SmackDown, 2.077 million viewers on Fox, up 4.4% from the previous week. 18-49 to 49 did a .49, which was also up. The AEW Rampage Go Home Show, 485,000, up 12% from the previous week. Largest audience since April 22nd. 18 to 49, a .16, up 45.5% from the previous week. So people wanted to see the go-home show. And uh, those are the numbers. Raw number's not out till uh, probably after the show goes off the air because of the holiday. But it is Nielsen, so it's possible it could be months before we actually get these numbers. <laughs> well, and you know what? This will be a, a fun number to take, keep an eye on because this coming Monday... The National Football League returns, so we'll see what uh, how big of a chunk that uh, that takes out of everything. So I can't confirm this, but I presume it's true because it's all over the place. But uh, Malachi Black believed to have gotten a conditional release, which presumably means can't go to WWE. But I mean, I was I was uh... that mention I was front row at that show. Well, yeah, I was. I, yes. I saw a lot that night. But anyway, after he lost. He literally was walking around ringside, and uh, and he stopped. Uh, like, I could have touched his shoulder. He was so close to me. And he just stood there, and, you know, he looked like, that's it, dude. And he looked out at all the people. He just stood there for a while, and he just looked around. And that's when I thought, this dude's out of here. And then, that was even before he went up on the ramp. And, you know, he went up on the ramp, waved, everybody cheered. Blew the kiss, and he was out of there. So I believe that it is uh, probably a pretty good uh, – I'm pretty confident he's gone. And it has been reported elsewhere, a conditional release. So I think that that's the end of – and there had been a lot of rumors about Malachi Black. Uh, And he did 86, a independent uh, appearance that he had coming up in Ohio. I think he was still – I think he's still booked as of now on the West Coast, but that may have been canceled – I, I got to go back and check that one, but uh, yeah. So at least for sure, one of his bookings he is uh, he has turned out turned turned back down again. And you know, listen, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, uh, I don't want this. T- what I'm about to say, I don't want tied into Malachi because I don't know why Malachi wanted out. Okay, but I did. Uh, I was thinking not just Malachi, but like a, a lot of guys there. You know, uh, WWE. I mean, we can go way back. I mean, in the 80s, it was a completely insane schedule. And in the 90s, it was a difficult schedule. And, you know, it was it was an easy schedule during the pandemic because there were no house shows or anything like that. But now, you know, they're back and uh, they run house shows. And, you know, if you're if you are a 
a star, with the exception of Roman Reigns. But if you're, you know, anyone, Usos, Sheamus, any, you know, anybody, anybody, you're working all the time, okay, regularly. And one of the one of the things about AEW that for some guys was very attractive at the beginning was you're going to get comparable money and you're going to work a lot less. And, you know, AEW doesn't run house shows. And so I think for a lot of guys that they were sick of the grind, they were tired, you know, they a lot of guys enjoy house shows and everything like that. But I think they looked at that as like, wow, I can make almost the same money. And I'll get an opportunity that maybe I didn't get there. And I don't have to work as many dates. I'm not on the road four days a week, barely ever see my family. But for the, you know, the reality is for certain people, this is awesome. But there are people that you do this for a while. And especially if there's an angle or there's a cycle that you're not involved in that cycle, it's like you never work. And, you know, the money is great and everything like that. But. A lot of people that get into wrestling, they like working. And, you know, I don't know what the situation was with Malachi, but I look at a guy like, you know, the former Rusev, Miro. And and listen, I'm not putting words in his mouth because maybe he loves this, okay? But you look at a guy like him, and he went from working all the time. He was on TV all the time. He was wrestling all the time. And granted, he had some injuries here and there, but, dude, this guy never has matches. How many matches has, has Miro had in the last two years? Three? And it's not even just like, well, you know, you know, a guy like Nash would probably be happy I'm making my money and not taking bumps or anything like that. But the other issue is, and I learned this Friday, you work every once in a while? Brother, that's hard. So anyway, I don't know, but I do see, uh, especially with Vince Gunn and Triple H in charge, I think that there's going to be other people that are like, you know, I can have way more television time, and I can have way more in-ring time if I leave AEW. And I don't know if there's anything that's going to change, I don't see more in house shows anytime soon. Back in a moment, Observer Live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Semper VV, also WrestlingObserver.com. Hey, here's some lighthearted banter. Man, I like this NXT show. This was a good show. Am I wrong? You're not wrong, boss. Oh, man. And let me tell you something. Remember that bet I made about how uh, Braun Breaker was going to headline WrestleMania and there was like, I don't know how much was on the line. 100 at least. Whatever. 
bro, I will willingly give that bet up and pay the money if we can just get the new Steiner brothers like we saw in the main event. Tyler Bate and Braun Breaker as the Steiners. Dude, they were awesome. Hey, wait a second. Am I wrong? You're wrong. No. No, wait, wait, hold on. Time out. You're not wrong because they're awesome, especially as a team. They were awesome, but... You got the new Steiner brothers. They're the Creed brothers. You got them already. No. Maybe they can have a battle listen, over the name Steiner. No, they can be gimmick Steiner brothers, but I mean, <laughs> man, they're doing hey, you all know what? the old Steiner you know what they spots. Can be? They can be Gordy and Williams to their Steiners. How about that? God, they were so awesome in the main event. So anyway, uh, open up with a replay of all of the uh, all the stuff, you know, that we saw at the show that I didn't see. But anyway, uh, Bate comes out there, and then Gallus shows up, and they surround him. And who should make the save but Braun Breaker, which sets up the main event, which uh, I loved. We'll get to that. Pretty deadly. They're awesome. They're all excited to have unified the titles. Lash Legend is there. Looks like, I I don't know this for sure, but the way they did this promo, it looks like they're just going to get rid of those other belts. It's not like everyone's going to walk around with two sets of belts. I could be wrong. They asked her to frame the NXT Tag Team titles. How did I never think of that? We had a, uh interview segment. So Cora Jade challenges Miko Satamura to a match. Satamura tells her no. Cora's mad. And then Satamura claims, well, I've already got a match tonight. It's against uh, Roxanne Perez. And this makes Cora very upset. And God bless Cora Jade, but she has her, her better days and her not-so-good days on the mic. This was not one of her better days. This was... This was uh, so days of our lives caliber here, which I've never watched, by the way, but, you know, we had... I think it's off the air. Go with Bold and the Beautiful. Whatever. <laughs> Dewdrop and Nikki Ash versus Toxic Attraction. And, you know, I figured Dewdrop and Nikki just here for a few days and then they're out of here. Man, they went in and beat Toxic Attraction. Beat them clean in the middle of the ring. And I don't know what they're going to do if they're, like, down here. I, I don't think they're down here for an extended period of time, but... Uh, that was a big win that they got here. Match, not very good. Um, Maybe they should be. Maybe they should be. There's two women with a lot of international Well, yeah, they, they should be. There, there should be a bunch of people from the main roster down there teaching everybody how to work, as we'll what? find out later. Look, I'm good with. Look, if they rotate them in and out, that's fine. I hope they do stick down there a little bit longer, just so Dewdrop maybe can get a little bit of revenge for getting kicked in the face there by, uh, I believe it was... Uh, J.C. Jane on that uh, pin attempt. That was nasty. Now, uh, I've been very critical of old J.D. McDonough and that's that uh, feud that he had with Braun Breaker, which just sucked in pretty much every way. And even their match that they finally had was just there. It wasn't even that good a match. But you know what? You take a J.D. McDonough, and you put him in the ring with a guy that's same size as him, Wes Lee, and you let him go out there and tear it up. Dude, this was the best J.D. McDonough's look since he showed up here miles beyond all of this butcher stuff and writing on the butcher paper and trying to pretend he's 10 feet tall against, you know, Hulk Hogan here. Uh, This was a really good match. And, you know, what's even better about it is uh, another thing I've been critical about is his finisher. Your finisher is a suplex. I'm supposed to believe that you're going to beat Braun Breaker with a back suplex. No. You know what? He hit that thing on Wesley, looked great, pinned him. You know, you don't have to have a cruiserweight division 
but you can match up people with other people that are close to their same size all the time. And in some cases like this one, it's a massive improvement. Very good match. Very good match. And not to spoil the ending, but a line of thinking that now is going to continue with him and makes perfect sense. Then we had Miko Satamura and Roxanne Perez. I thought this match was very, very good. And you know what I really was impressed with was, you know, Roxanne, I'm not sure, I'm not even sure she's 20 yet, but no. she's a good worker. And, you know, I, I, I can't tell you this. I haven't talked to anybody about it, but I've, I'm pretty sure that Miko Sutomura is kind of old school. I don't think she's showing up Kinda? and scripting out her matches move for move in the PC for <laughs> two weeks before they get on TV. So they went in there and they worked. And, yes, there were moments where there was a brief pause, like, okay, what's next? And, dude, it was a brief pause, but Roxanne was right on it. She never looked lost. She she was, I mean, Mick Sutomer is out of this world. But Roxanne did an incredible job here. And uh, I just was very impressed with this match. And Miko uh, ended up winning. They bowed and shook hands afterwards. Miko looked so happy to be having this match with somebody that could work and then uh out comes jade wax him with a kendo stick rushes away and that was that but i was very impressed we need miko sedimore working with like everybody because she needs to teach him how to work i don't need all these women in there practicing their matches i need them to learn how to work go in there come up with a couple of things you got you got an hour and go out there and do a long match and you don't know what's going to happen and you got to make it work I like this a lot. What I also thought was, I would go as far as to say great. This Damon Kemp, this guy's the man. He cut this promo explaining why he turned on the diamond mine. And uh, he never mentioned anything about Roderick Strong turning on him. So they, they want you to believe that he's the guy that jumped Roderick Strong in the uh, parking lot. I don't think he was. I think they're in cahoots. But, man, he can cut a tough guy, badass promo. And he's talking about this Brutus... I beat his ass in college, and I'm going to beat his ass. He was great. <laughs> I love this Damon Kemp, and he's good. He's very good given his level of experience. Yeah, he's the Stevenson who's actually going to make it. And then everything I've asked for for months, we have a great worker, Ricochet, going in there with a guy who's as green as can be, Trick Williams, and Ricochet walked him through this match, and it was good. Probably the best match Trick Williams ever had. And it wasn't like a perfect match or anything like that, but there was nothing wrong with it. And Carmela is on commentary, and uh, Ricochet hits a uh, he hits the code breaker, and Trick Williams takes the funniest, greatest bump. He jumps, and he's, he can jump. Ricochet hits this move, and this Trick Williams jumps about 19 feet in the air. Flat back bump, he's dead. So Ricochet's now going to do the shooting star. But, dude, this guy got killed. So, man, he's taking his time. At first, he looks over at Carmelo, and he's like, going up! Carmelo's like, well, get up there then! And he slowly starts climbing this these ropes. And Carmelo's all cocky. He's got, wait till you see this. We've been practicing this all week. He's going to move. It's like a cartoon. <laughs> and you know, you know exactly what's going to happen. Carmelo's like, watch, here it comes. Ricochet goes up. Flies in the air, hits his giant... He doesn't move. Hits the giant shooting star, pins him. Carmelo's so angry. We worked on this! You just had to move! 
Loved it. He's the best. He's the best. He's the best of their blue chip five tool players because he is a five tool player. Outstanding on the microphone. Already in the ring. Sure, he's a little green, but my God, look how fast he's picked up things compared to a lot of other people with his experience level. He is a total package that once he gets brought up, he and Braun Breaker, you know, I, I get generational rivals could absolutely be generational rivals for that company. And Trick Williams, I hope he comes along, but if he doesn't, you know, the, the, the ban on managers, the ban on seconds in WWE, that's another thing from the past. It's another thing Vince got rid of that needs to go away because how do you not put a Lash legend? Look at if Lash doesn't develop in the ring and she's not shown great aptitude, but then again, she's been wrestling for about five minutes. If she doesn't show any aptitude, fine. With that type of personality, bring back managers, bring back seconds, bring back agents that matter. Then we had uh, Axiom, Nathan Frazier, the first and a best of three. It was great. Gee, let these two guys go in there and do what they can do. You don't put any stupid restrictions on them. Nathan Frazier looked the best he's ever looked in this company. This dude's hitting the ropes. I mean, it's like he was an uh, Olympic track star. He hits these ropes. They're doing high spots. They're doing grappling. They're doing submission attempts. And uh, it was great. Axiom won, and we got two more to come. And some other stuff here. I can skip past. Oh, Hank, the security guard, still having a problem with old. Yo, your girl Kiana James Javi. got an assistant. What's up with that? Who's she? Uh, she was there last week, too. I don't know who was she, she is. Was she really? No, yeah. I can't remember that. Didn't remember that. Going after Santino's daughter, though, I bringing her in. brother. Ariana. Then we have next week's announcements. Pretty Deadly versus the Creeds. Fans vote on the stipulation. 99 cents a minute! Just like the old days. Cameron Grimes at a mystery partner against Tony D'Angelo and Stax. Who, by the way, Tony D'Angelo and Stax had a segment earlier with Pretty Deadly. I cannot do it justice. <laughs> it was the greatest. They're just hanging out and Pretty Deadly walks in. And and uh, Tony D'Angelo's like, what'd you pay for that interference on Sunday? They didn't do that for free, and Pretty Deadly's appalled at being accused of, of, uh, of hiring people to help them retain their titles. And, and finally they storm off, and I don't know what Tony said, but he did a perfect English accent mocking these guys. It was so great. And we have Carmelo against a challenger decided by fan voting. Zoe and Nikita versus Kiana James and Ariana Grace. And then Hank, <laughs> security guard Hank. Hank Walker. Hank, who don't like pricks. Which, man, if, if, if ever there was an NXT name, Hank Walker. He looks like Seth Rogen. We'll face Javier Bernal. And then the main event adored this match. Braun Breaker and Tyler Bate against Gals. I think part of the reason I loved it was because they used Tyler Bate's music so much on this show, which is one of the greatest themes in all of wrestling. And, uh, man, they run wild early. They're just, they're the greatest. And then... Uh, Braun runs around him and slides between the legs like the uh, Steiner brothers used to do. And then they get some heat on Tyler, who's just a great babyface in peril. He makes a hot tag to Braun Breaker, who makes an awesome comeback. And they, uh, man, I love this. I just watched him singing. I know you guys want to be a single star. That's fine. Give me a year with these guys running roughshod over all the tag team divisions. And then, of course, after they got the win, uh, what's his name? Uh, J.D. McDonough. J.D. McDonough hits the ring, lays out both guys, 
and uh, and beats up old Tyler Bate. Which hey, they're the same size. That'll be a good feud. The in ring exactly. will be great. But man, I was sad. I just want to see. Can't JD McDonough get another another partner? He needs to get a big guy. Too bad Sung is a, a baby face. Von Wagner. Bring Von oh, Wagner in for the moment. Von Wagner and JD McDonough. He wants to be in the title Steiners. picture anyway, right? That's perfect. That actually fits in perfectly with their mentality. You can have all four against each other or have them in tag team matches. Makes sense to me. I don't want to hear it, everybody. This was a really fun, good NXT, and this show is massively improved. All of the best NXT UK folks are over there now. All of the uh, all of the good NXT people are being allowed to do whatever they want. Not whatever they want, but like, you know, you would not have seen this Axiom match uh, three, four, five weeks ago or whatever. It's different. And, and I like it. Brian's got eyes on Saul there, the new uh, the new blonde surfer that's going to be coming next week. I bet. Yeah, we'll see about that. How many how many athletic blondes do we need? If they're like Stratton, that's a, a loaded question. But you know. We got a lot of them, and we got another one now. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Oh, my God. Hey, I was just looking around on my Twitter. I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but uh, the actual video from Saturday has come out. Where, in fact, I pinned Filthy Tom Lawler. Wait a second. Yes. What? Dude, the video doesn't lie. At Brian Alvarez, go up there right now. There's a plug for my cameo, which is just $35, which I should raise the price of after this weekend, I might add. And then we've got a plug for this show. And then uh, ah, Kevin Gill. And then under that, this is what I'm talking about, the Paisley Reel. It's only like eight seconds, but you can see me double-leg Filthy Tom Lawler. Two points. Uh Immediately roll him up. One, two, three, and celebrate. Which, by the way, I did with a bad shoulder. So Uh I think y'all should check that out right there. Well, you know what I I think I should instruct people to do is, since it took you about eight seconds to make her, uh, it would be point out that at Real Sam Fines, he made a video of your match and your whole entire experience that night teaming up with Billy Starks in an embarrassing losing effort against Killer Kelly and Filthy Tom Lawler. And I don't believe... That this, sources tell me, that this is absolutely 100% true. Especially the way they dragged your lifeless body out of there while a hero held up a sign that said, Semper Vivi sends his regards. Well, first off, I don't know if you've ever heard the word deep fake. But the Paisley reel here was in fact also made by real Sam Fines. And uh, you can watch it and you can listen to it and you can witness with your own eyes the pinfall victory that I got over Filthy Tom Lawler. This was more This was more dominant than when uh, Moxley beat CM Punk in Cincinnati. Double leg, hook the leg, one, two, three. Da-da! Check it out at Brian Alvarez, everybody. Hey, I'll be back with Filthy in an hour. 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern. Video.f4wonline.com live. Don't miss that one. And then later on tonight with Dave. We'll have to get into later. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again after a while.
You have been listening to the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8Side Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.